Oh, I hear James, he's out there. Well, it is so good to see each of you on this blustery day that we've had here in Florida. We don't have many of these, but uh, uh, I am glad to see each of you, and I hope we have a lot of people that are watching us online today uh, because of the weather, and uh, uh, I hope that they're watching today. I want us to just take a moment to pray this morning, uh, we have a lot in our fellowship that are sick right now with colds, with COVID, with just different, the, the flu, you know, just different things. Uh, I want us to remember those. And then uh, also want you to remember uh, Ms. Debbie White. She's taking her sister uh, to Tampa this morning. They left about 8, um, and uh, her sister will be having surgery tomorrow or scheduled to have surgery tomorrow. Uh, you remember uh, her. Uh, also continue to remember Martha Ray uh, as she recovers from her fall. Uh, and then in our first service this morning, Mr. Zimmerly, Ron Zimmerly was called out. His mother was taken to the hospital this morning. I have not gotten an update. Has anybody heard anything? Okay. Uh, but remember, that's Miss Hilda. Miss Hilda, uh, remember, remember her. Um, any others that we need to remember in prayer this morning? COVID, Kimberly, okay, all right, yes, uh, yes, okay, okay, for Chris Russell, okay, all right, someone else that we need to remember in prayer? All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this uh, opportunity uh, this morning. Uh, we are grateful uh, as this weather has come upon us. We're grateful, Lord, that uh, no serious damage in our area has taken place. We just pray, Lord, um, that uh, uh, other areas are safe. Uh, we thank you for the rain, Lord, as we need that rain. And uh, we just pray for those that uh, this morning, uh, was unable to get out because of the weather, and we, Lord, I pray for each person that is here today. Lord, we just ask that your message would be proclaimed, and Lord, that this would be a time of growing closer to you. Lord, we do pray for those in our church fellowship that are sick during this time, and then those that are having surgery or scheduling to have surgery, recovering from surgery. Uh, Lord, we lift them up to you as well. Lord, we just thank you uh, in your son's name. Amen. I was, I was grateful this morning when the first service, um, uh, Tara told me that uh, we we're going to be singing hymns today, and uh, Thursday, uh, Kathy and I were supposed to go to um, the uh, hymn sing in First Baptist Okeechobee, and uh, as you know, Kathy's under the weather right now, and uh, so I wasn't going to go, but I, she kind of insisted because I was looking forward to it, and uh, some of you have heard Gerald Wolf. Gerald Wolf brings a group of singers together, and uh, uh, it was a hymn sing, and it was all hymns. Preston would have loved it. Uh, it was all hymns, and one of the things uh, Gerald Wolf stopped in the very beginning, he said, now realize, this is a hymn sing. This is where you sing. Because, you know, we've got a custom to let the leaders or the choir or the groups do the singing, and we don't sing. 
Now, I have to say, I heard you this morning in this service, first service, uh, you know, uh, but I heard y'all singing and, you know, participating. Uh, For some of you, or someone asked me, they said, Preacher, did you know all the hymns? I said, well, sure I did. Uh, Raised up with those. And... uh, but it is good in singing uh, together. So, uh, Tara, I enjoyed uh, those hymns this morning. This morning, my, my, my message is a little different. And, Daryl, I have an assignment for you, okay? I was looking in my records, okay, and I've only, I've only got four messages in my computer from the book of Numbers, so you'll have to check it out and see how many times I've preached. Uh, and I got to thinking, well, you know, that's not many. And all the years, you know, I've been here 26 years. So, you know, four sermons, you know, I said, uh, but if you've read Numbers, you kind of know uh, Numbers has a lot of names in it. You know, names that a boy from Louisiana Cajun have a hard time pronouncing. Uh, but no, that's, that's not the reason. But this morning, I got to thinking, I was telling uh, Preston this morning, I, I, here lately I've been reading a lot of old sermons and then articles on different topics, and I was reading a sermon from August, it was preached on August the 5th, 1886. And of course, it was by Charles Spurgeon. Now, if you ever read one of his sermons, you've got to read in the King James, because that's how he preached, you know. He, but the title of his message was, The Sin of Doing Nothing. The Sin of Doing Nothing. In our culture today, that is a sin that we really don't think about. Because in our lives today, a lot of times we're thinking our present acts, we're thinking of our life, um, and, and, you know, sometimes... We, we need to realize that sin is classically understood in the sense of doing something bad. That's what a lot of times we think of sin, of doing something bad. And that is called commission. Commission. Also, we need to realize that sin also is the failure of doing good. And a lot of times that does not... You know, in our, in our minds, we, we don't associate that sometimes, but the, the failure of doing good is omission. And so as we think about that this morning, in our culture, uh, we sail under this resemblance of morality. We tend to judge ourselves by what we do instead of what we leave undone. And so as we think about that, we need to be reminded that even wars are not won on defense only. And so as we look at this passage, or look at the book of Numbers, uh, and we look at that this morning, we need to think about, am I guilty of the sin of doing nothing? Now, in Numbers chapter 32, we're going to be looking at select scriptures uh, in Numbers chapter 32, but what we have going on is that the children of Israel are still on their way to the promised land. This is after the wilderness experience. In other words, when Moses had sent out the the spies or had sent out to, to look at 
what was going ahead, and, and they decided not to go. Then the Lord sent them into the wilderness for 40 years, and, and basically everyone that was 20 years or older did not make it through. Now they had come through that. They had come through that, and they were close and, and getting to the promised land, and we find some events that start to take place. As you know, the Israelites were divided into tribes. There were 12 of them. And in these tribes, each had different gifts, different talents. And, and, but there were two tribes that began thinking and began looking and, and were wondering about certain things. These two tribes uh, was the tribe of Gad and Reuben. Reuben and Gad. And they, they had a lot of livestock. They had a lot of animals. They had sheep. They had goats. They had all this livestock. They had just gone through a period of land, and they looked at this land, and they said, Man, this would be perfect for tribes that have livestock and all of this. And so they went to Moses, and, and, and they did it in a proper way. They didn't hide it. They went to Moses and basically requested that they would be given this land and that they would be able to withdraw and no longer continue with the tribes to the promised land. And, and they did it in a proper way. They didn't do it in a, in a bad way. But as Moses thought about this and as he prayed about this, we find that this brings up the sin of doing nothing. In other words, these two tribes were wavering on the brink of the promised land. They were tempted with a sin of omission of saying, well, we've done enough, let someone else do those things. And we need to see in our lives sometimes, while inactivity in God's mission may be treated as harmless, God treats it as a serious sin, and so should we. We need to be reminded of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as our Lord shared with us in Matthew 28, that we have a mission of going out and reaching other people for Jesus Christ. We still have that mission. Even though it's the year 2022, we have the mission of still going out and reaching people for Jesus Christ. There are still people groups that have not heard about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so should we be like these two tribes who basically were going to say, y'all go on and fight and we're going to stay here. And so we find that this tribe, these two tribes basically wanted to stand still. And we can begin looking at some of the verses in Numbers chapter 32. Look at verses 4 and 5. which the Lord struck down before the community of Israel, is good land for livestock, and your servants own livestock. They said, if we have found favor with you, let this land be given to your servants as a possession. Don't make us cross the Jordan. Now, if you look at these two passages of Scripture, you see that they made a very reasonable request. The land that they had just conquered was perfect land for animals and all of that. But at the same time, they did not realize what they were doing. They were setting a precedent 
that we can just say, hey, God, you go on doing what you need to do, and we're going to do our own thing. In other words, do we have the option to stop doing what the Lord has called us to do? Their job was to go to the promised land. They had committed that. When they cried out to the Lord that a Savior, that someone would come and redeem them from Egypt, they committed to that task. Today, we have a task of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the people around us. And we need to be careful that sometimes we look at things that seem good, but it brings out where people, well, Moses brings it. I look at verses 6 and 8, 6 through 8 of that same chapter. It says, but Moses called the Gattites and the Reubenites. Should your brothers go to war while you stay here? Why are you discouraging the Israelites from crossing into the land the Lord has given them? That's what your ancestors did when I sent them to Kadesh Barnea, the sea the land. He was reminding them, here you are, quitting before you get to the end. Look what happened to your ancestors. They had to go 40 years. They had to go to the point that all those people had to die off. Here you are, missing the mark again. And then look at verse 14 through 15. In that same chapter, beginning with verse 14, it says, And here you, a brood of sinners, stand in your ancestors' place, adding even more to the Lord's burning anger against Israel. If you turn back from following him, he will once again leave this people in the wilderness, and you will destroy all of them. What our Lord God was saying at this moment, he was saying to these two tribes, you are abandoning abandoning the mission. You're quitting before it's over. In our churches today, in in our lives today, are we abandoning the mission of Jesus Christ? You say, well, preacher, we've been doing this for 2,000 years, but does everybody know Jesus Christ? Is everybody saved? No. We need to be careful that we do not abandon our mission. And then Moses and even God was reminding these two tribes, you are harming your fellow soldiers. Because while they're fighting, they're thinking of you sitting back here watching the sheep. It was a disheartening picture. And so we find that as they struggled with this and discussed this, it was mentioned, well, Why will you discourage the hearts of people of Israel from going over into the land that the Lord has given them? But here's a phrase that maybe maybe it's new to you. Maybe you'll disagree with it. But something we need to remember. Non-participation is not neutral. Non-participation is not neutral. A lot of say, well, I'm just not going to participate. Well, you've just made a decision is what you've done. Like any athlete or soldier or family member knows, apathy by one affects the resolve of all. You see, Reuben and Gad, in making this decision, threatened to not only sin themselves, but make, make it harder for the others to obey. We need to be careful. We need to think about when we will not participate in something. It is not neutral that being most likely are sinning against the Lord. 
Just as Moses reminded them of the spies that were sent out into the land. But Chris, pull up verse 15 again for me of that chapter. Look at it again. It says, if you turn back from following God, he will once again leave this people in the wilderness and you will destroy all of them. You know, sometimes I hear people say, what would my life be like if I didn't have God, if I didn't have Jesus? It would be like being in the wilderness. You would not have the things that you need. You would be wandering around and, 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 and not having those things. You'd have no purpose. You would have no direction. So the tribes, Gad and Reuben, these tribes got together. And Chris, go ahead and pull up verse 16. And look what the tribes, after they were, as they listened to Moses, as they listened to the Lord, this is what they came up with. They said, then they approached Moses and said, we want to build sheep pens here for our livestock and cities, for our descendants. But we will arm ourselves and be ready to go ahead of the Israelites until we have brought them into their place. Meanwhile, our dependents will remain in the fortified cities because of the inhabitants of the land. We will not return to our homes until each of the Israelites has taken possession of their inheritance. Now, realizing the importance of staying with the mission, they said, give us time to build our pens. Give us time to rebuild these cities. But... We will go with you on the mission we have been called. And not only will we go, we'll be in the front. We will lead the way. And we will stay with the mission until all the tribes have this. Now, to me, that is wonderful in the sense that they had their desires. Moses explained what would happen if they went simply with their desires. And then they came back and said, okay, we understand. And we will lead the way in this victory. But go to verse 20 and look what Moses told them. Moses replied to them, if you do this, if you arm yourself for battle before the Lord... And every one of your armed men crosses the Jordan before the Lord until he has driven his enemy, uh, his enemy from his presence, and the land is subdued before the Lord. Afterwards, you may return and be free from your obligation to the Lord and to Israel. And this land will belong to you as a possession before the Lord. But if you don't do this, you will certainly sin against the Lord. Be sure your sin will catch up with you. Build cities for your dependents and pens for your flocks, but do what you have promised. Here Moses reminded them. He said, okay, you have promised to lead the way. You have promised to fight these battles. But also realize if you do not uphold your promise, what will happen. In our world today, sometimes we make promises to God. God, if you get me through this, God, if you'll do this, God, if you'll help me with this. And, and sometimes we even go to the point that we make, we make those promises, God, if you'll do this, and, 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 and then, you know, we do it, and then what? Or we don't do it. Well, 
God must have forgot. God didn't forget. Guys, we can't play a game with God. We need to remember if we make a promise, we need to keep it. Just like we expect God to keep his promises, and he does, we need to keep ours. A lot of times what we opt to do is that we just want to sit here for a while. But a while keeps on and on and on. You know, too many times we find ourselves in our homes and, and we enjoy religious liberty and we pray and we pray your kingdom come. And, and you know, we, we have wives, we have kids. I want one wife, not two. Uh, two kids, pleasant existence. But you know, sometimes we just sit there and I just want to remind us that God's mission is still in front of us. You know, I mentioned Matthew 28 just a moment ago, but it says there in verse 18, Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you and remember I am with you always to the end of the age. Does that mean we can stop? We need to see the mission before us. What side are we on? Are we going to be those that are going to be on this side of Jordan because we say, well, I'm done. I've, I've, you know, I've done enough. Or are we going to be with those that says, no, we've got to cross the Jordan. We've got to keep going until we get to the promised land. Guys, we still need to reach forward. I shared in the first service, some of you remember my father when we first came here. He would love to come, and my dad loved to sing, not that you would want him in a choir, but uh, um, he was a component of make a joyful noise, and when he sang, that's what it was, a joyful noise. His favorite hymn was onward Christian soldiers. And if Tara or whoever was leading brought that up, oh, let me, I, you know, if you were sitting or standing next to him, you were just like, shh, shh, you know, oh no. It, you know, just full volume. But you know, onward Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. Christ the royal master leads against the foe, forward into battle to see his banner go. I want us to realize this morning that the banner of Christ must continue the march unto all. Everyone has that opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. That sometimes we say, well, I have that option. Well, we do but realize what it'll cost you. The sin of doing nothing. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your word. Lord, I think of the people there in that day as we have recorded in numbers of those people so close, ready to cross the Jordan and also looking at beautiful land that was so appealing. And they had fought so much, but the job was not complete. 
Lord, I pray that we would see that the job before us is not complete and that we would march on as soldiers of the cross to reach those that do not know you. Give us the strength, Lord. We pray and ask this in your son's name. Amen. I invite you.